believe. Uh, I'm Wesh 2 meteorologist Eric Burris in sunny Central Florida. And on WJCL 22, Chief Meteorologist Jeremy Nelson in Savannah. All right. So, Jeremy, it is the beginning of August. We are not tracking any named storms in the tropics right now, but in tracking the tropics, we discuss everything going on ahead of us and the patterns and all of that fun stuff. Let's just talk a little bit about kind of what we're looking at right now, my friend. Yeah, you have the Atlantic Basin up there, and there were a couple areas of interest out there. One of those, at one point, we thought was probably going to develop into either a tropical depression, maybe a tropical storm. Those chances have come down just a bit. Uh, the first one that we'll look at right now, that little piece of energy will move east of Bermuda. Uh, if anything's going to develop, probably needs to happen in the next couple days. Uh, Hurricane Center has a 50% chance of development on that one. And then there's one more out there as well. Yeah. Now, the one thing, this was at one point up to a 70% likelihood of development because the conditions were as favorable as could be. Right. But it didn't find that. And as a matter of fact, not only has it not intensified, but the intensity models have really backed off. Now, you've kind of got a consistency here. There's one or two models that do still try to, by Saturday, Sunday, intensify it. But, you know, I, I think that it's an interesting scenario because just looking at this system, which is Invest 96, just looking at it now, there's a definite piece of energy there. It's over some very, very warm waters, and yet it has not found that opportunity to intensify. Further proof, water temperatures are only one piece of the puzzle. Yeah, we uh, talk about this every single time on here, that there's a lot of ingredients that go into this. A huge part is wind shear. You need the winds to be favorable for that uh, kind of protected environment for the system to develop. And uh, a lot of times this year, you might have a, a cluster of thunderstorms or a trough of low pressure. Uh, it's just not really forming. Yeah. So there's that. The other one uh, is Invest 97. There it is kind of passing very near uh, St. John's, Nova Scotia. There's Halifax. Um, so it's into the Canadian Maritimes at this point in time. It's a pretty potent storm system. Winds are at about 45 or so miles an hour. It's producing gale force winds, certainly churning up the uh, seas up there. But Hurricane Center has now dropped it to a 0% chance of developing. And this is a storm system that we have been watching now for, what, a week, a week and a half? Because it started working toward us here in Florida, bringing up our rain chances. Right. And uh, now it just appears it'll be uh, kind of a, a windy system for anyone in a shipping channel up there. And that's about it. No tropical development. This also, we believe, was the recycle of the Nicole part of the pattern. Um, so that's yeah. further evidence that the pattern is continuing. The further evidence that come the next version, the next recycle, um, both my area and your area will have to pay very close attention. Yeah, it's, uh, that low pressure area made its way Florida, uh, Georgia, uh, if you look at it, it was within about 100 miles or so at one point of uh, where we did see that low move back in November. Yeah. So, uh, again, I would say the middle part of September. Let's just keep an eye on that. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, you bring up the middle part of September. That's that recycle, of course. But we're now entering into the busy time of hurricane season. I mean, there you go. We're we're just at the base of the mountain looking up. And over these next few weeks, Jeremy, climatologically, this is when hurricane season really does take off. 
Yeah, and what's surprising is um, we're not seeing a lot of activity on any models through probably at least mid-August. Uh, remember last year, not one named storm during the month of August. So even though uh, basically I always say you get to mid-August, you're pretty much in the start of peak yeah. season, and then that goes into early October. Climatologically, that's where a huge chunk of storms have formed going all the way back to 1851. So uh, if you make it through August quiet, uh, you've at least knocked out one of the top three busiest months. Of course, we we remember so well, though, that September and October and even November last year uh, picked things up. But as you talk about the month of August, Jeremy, let's just take a look at those formation zones because this is the first month of the year that we kind of just open everything up normally. The Gulf of Mexico is where storms head. That's not normally where they bubble up, but you can see uh, the Atlantic Basin there, we watch storms, uh, even just east of Florida, kind of recurvature. Uh, that's an area that we watch. And so during the month of August, we, we definitely see the big pickup. And when you look at the numbers and the information, it backs it up as well. The typical first hurricane of the year is during the month of August, around uh, the 11th. First major hurricane is uh, typically September 1st. But of course, we've already crossed the threshold, Jeremy. We've already seen the first hurricane of the year. Yeah, it was a brief one, but it checked the box and it was into the North Atlantic and that was done. Uh, the first major hurricane, we have not had that yet. Hopefully we don't see one this year, but on average, it shouldn't happen until around the 1st of September. And uh, let's go over those ACE scores. You can talk about that. It hasn't changed since we talked. We're still above average, though. Yeah, so the ACE, of course, is accumulated cyclonic energy. And what that stands for is basically a raw score of the hurricane season so far. So the ACE score for today is sitting at 16.2. And bigger storms, stronger storms, length of time that they are systems, this all calculates in. So the raw score for this year so far for ACE is 16.2. The 30-year average through today's date is 9.8. So we are still above that average and way above where we were for this year uh, for for this time last year. Last year's hurricane season ACE score was 2.9. So it had been a very quiet start to the season. And I think if we go through about August uh, 16th or 17th uh, with no more ACE accumulating, uh, we would be back to average. So that gives you an idea. Yeah. Uh, back half of the month, each day, uh, those numbers go up very quickly as you showed that trend line. So um, if we're quiet the next two weeks, we'll be back to average. And then if for some reason the back half of the month doesn't have much, we're going to start falling below average very quickly. So even though we're above average right now, those numbers can start to flip very fast mid to late month. Yeah, no doubt about it. As far as the named storms calculation, we've had five named storms this year. The average through today, 2.8. And again, kind of late August, if we don't start seeing more, we'll fall below average. But uh, that's also the peak of hurricane season. So we'll see how that plays out. Through today, last year had three named storms. And we have this year had almost 20 days with named storms, 19.5. Um, the 30-year average through today, 8.5. Last year, 3.75. So we're off to a quick start, but at least for now, Jeremy, the models are not looking like they're wanting to go bonkers for the next couple of weeks. Right. Uh, overall, uh, the models that we looked at, I would say the next probably 10 days should be relatively quiet. Mm -hmm. And then uh, is it going to be 
uh, nonfiction or fiction, fantasy, whatever you want to say in the GFS coming up. We think probably uh, false. Yeah. Let's talk about that because it's the GFS. It's the uh, sort of the gift that keeps on giving when it comes to uh, weather excitement in the long range. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always so fun. So I talked about this a little bit on my morning Facebook live, but, uh, um, let's get in depth with it. Right. So here's the raw GFS. And if, if you're not familiar with this, we always like to look at this just to kind of get an idea of what the global models are sharing. Now, a couple of things, when we talk about that, the colors, the warmer colors, that's calmer air that's higher pressure that's think of it as drier air the cooler you know the blues the greens the purples that's low pressure and tropical systems are areas of low pressure right so here we go right off the top um, we've got invest 97 pulling away from the canadian maritimes into the north atlantic and you've got a big blob of blue east of the united states that's this sloppy weak area of low pressure associated with invest 96. The GFS does not want uh, to develop it. So no big concerns there. And then continuing on kind of right here, that's uh, 18Z. So that's 2 p.m. on August the 5th. That's this Saturday. Maybe a little wave coming into the um, Antilles there in the Caribbean, but nothing significant. Nothing significant. Uh, maybe an area of low pressure popping up there off of the New England coast or the coast of Nova Scotia around August the 8th. Jeremy, that time frame lines up with something else in our weather pattern. Yeah, unnamed storm from back in January. And when I did more analysis on that, it was really an area of low pressure that kind of scooted off from somewhere in the mid-Atlantic or Carolinas and then made its way into that uh, kind of northwest part of the Atlantic. And a lot of models are showing the low pressure area. Not many are doing much with it. So kind of what you what you have there. Yeah. So I think that the GFS, at least in, in its current iteration, is doing a pretty decent job of that. Um, there's the area, <coughs> excuse me, of low pressure doing its thing. Um, not a bother. So that's fine. And uh, there it kind of builds, deepens as it gets pulled up into the mid-latitudes, North Atlantic, up around uh, the Azores, and eventually Spain and Portugal. But notice through that entire time frame, the GFS has kept the main development region of the Atlantic completely quiet. Then we start to see something around here, okay? That's Saturday, the 12th of August. And again, you have to understand, first off, before we do anything more, I'm just going to zoom it in a little bit here. Um, I, this is my shtick, Jeremy. Computer models are guidance, not gospel. So I have no problems showing Jeremy the raw computer model data as long as we have perspective on that. This is not a hype. This is not a I'm forecast. Right. Can you say yeah. that again? Well, I think um, it's good to show because we show it a lot and then these things never play out. So that's why um, people are going to see it shared on social media with zero context. So if we show it, add the context to it, um, I think that's that's much better pairing. I 100% I, I agree. So this is Saturday. This is 2 a.m., just the time that we stopped. Saturday, 2 a.m. Watch this piece of energy moving through the Bahamas into South Florida. I mean, that's not a strong signal. That that could be a depression. That could be, you know, something. It, it, again, there's just a piece of energy there, okay? Um that's 2 p.m. Sunday, August 13th. So not this weekend, but next weekend. Then the model wants to just blow something up there in the Gulf of Mexico. That's, what is that? Uh, 985 low. 
974 low. So, so that's taking a 974 low into Louisiana. Now, a couple of things. That's the current run. Okay. That's the 60. If I go back one run, nothing. If I go back two runs, nothing. If I go back three runs, the storm goes up to like the low country. If I go back four runs, there's nothing. So it's important to note that the GFS is throwing these, you know, wishicanes out there, but it's not consistent in location or even development. One model has it, one uh, run doesn't have it. So Jeremy, I think the confidence is still quite low on that happening. Yeah. And just remember, I think when we talked last time or even the time before that, some of these invests that we're showing you right now, the GFS also had those really blowing up in some of the runs and they're turning out to be almost nothing. Love nothing burgers, man. Love nothing yeah. burgers. And I just want to say one thing. We don't really think um, in that part of the pattern coming up, which the GFS is showing, that doesn't really support some of our thinking. Right. Uh, kind of when we get in the back half of August, if, uh, if something's going to develop maybe outside of that main development region um, and would happen to get closer to the U.S., it might favor uh, East Coast or Carolinas. Yeah, yeah. And I think that overall that pattern is second half of August into the first half of September. That's going to be that busy part of the pattern. So because this doesn't fit it, I mean, look, we're, you know, we're not going to not forecast it. We're not going to not analyze it, but the pattern, you know, for us, these next couple of weeks should be relatively calm. Once we get into late August and into the first half of September, that's, that's busy season. And then the end of September, we would think starts to quiet down, but Jeremy, the, the only limitation that we have come October is that we enter into the new cycle, the new pattern. So we're kind of a little more limited into our long-range forecasting. Right, yeah. I would say once you start getting out more than like 10 days or so, we would, uh, I always refer to it, and this is definitely an older reference, maybe it's our kryptonite a little bit, like once we get past uh, early October, then what we're doing is we're really learning for the next season and taking notes, but certainly we can still uh, provide forecasts. And uh, last year was busy during October, uh, and November. So uh, it's an interesting test, I think, this this hurricane season yeah. because we had so much activity October, November, and now we'll be able to see the variables in play this year with a strengthening El Nino. And is that going to cap things a little bit? Right. Uh, we do have five storms so far this season. Uh, if we would go late August and September and only have maybe one more, then we might start saying maybe it does trend a little below average. And if that's the case, then we would observe that October, November timeframe to see, does that mean a bit of a quieter hurricane season next year? I mean, just right. easy thinking, but you know, we'll have to see how that plays out. So, all right. So we looked at the GFS, let's switch gears now and let's look at the European and, uh, you know, we can skim through this quickly because we already kind of have a baseline. The European is right. no different in terms of the short term. Um, not really wanting to, of course I click that button. I oh, can vault. Sometimes I click the wrong button and it just, <laughs> You but know, the European, I mean, outside of those invests, which it doesn't do anything with, um, it doesn't really have, we were saying of all the models, the European probably has the least of anything yeah. showing up through about 10 days. Yeah. I'm not even going to show it. That's, that's, thank you for that. That's why you're the <laughs> chief. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you the, we'll just give everyone the cliff notes on that and just say, Hey, the European literally has like nothing for us to show. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's that's, and, that's, and that's fine. Kind you know, of I what think that... we, 
what we think, though, through that time frame, there shouldn't really be anything. No, there shouldn't. And then we, once again, late August into September, we start looking back to those hot spots that we've outlined since we issued our hurricane season forecast March the 1st, starting with late August up into the Carolinas, and then um, right into the August-September transition Gulf of Mexico area, and then uh, back over toward the Florida East Coast. One thing that's interesting, and just the observations, this hot spot really has seemed to lean more toward kind of landmass lows, and it, it hasn't really seemed to be much tropical activity. I'm curious to see how this last version plays out. What say you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we had Arlene kind of uh, originate tucked in that area, and then it dropped south and curved around uh, kind of the Keys. Um, yeah, outside of uh, outside of hurricane season, we had some lows kind of meander around that area. But as you mentioned, a lot of things have been over land, and what we'll probably end up really watching is that east part of Florida and then somewhere southeast or, or mid-Atlantic coastlines. And we'll have to watch, too, I think. Um, remember, we had that, that storm on Memorial Day weekend yeah. that was kind of tucked off the southeast coast. Well, um, that would be back somewhere, I think, around like Labor Day weekend, give or take a couple days in there. Um, so we'll have to see if we get a low that um, would want to be a little more tropical in nature this go-around. But I would say, yeah, that late August first half or through mid-September is uh, if we're going to see something here along the the southeast coast, at least, or Florida, southeast coast, yeah. uh, mid-Atlantic area, Carolinas, within this um, cycle, this part of the weather pattern, um, I think it would have to be uh, September-ish. Yeah, I think so. So now is the time, and you know, this isn't hype, right? But like now is the time. We just need to be preparing. We just need to be making sure that we've got our hurricane kits because we've been in hurricane season for a while now. But this is that uphill battle. And so we're going to get activity. I guarantee at the end of August and early September, at the very least, there's going to be stuff to track. And it's going to be stuff that'll want to be a little closer than we would like. Whether or not it hits yeah. us. That's 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 yeah. beside the point. Yeah, and there's one model out there, and again, I like to look at this one to pick up on just maybe a long-range trend. It's on um, Pivotal Weather is where I look at it, a CFS model. It goes yeah. on like 768 hours, I think, and right. I just use it to, to pick up if it's hinting, or CFS model, um, if it's hinting at things that we think should be coming down the road, and it does kind of show an uptick in activity late August into early September. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's still a month away. A lot can change, but uh, it's something we monitor. Absolutely, and that's kind of one of the fun things. And I'm I'm so grateful that you've kind of gotten me plugged into the to the long range forecasting world, right? And and at the very least, it gives us an idea. You know, it's not an actionable thing at the moment, but it gives us an idea of when to start really focusing. So uh, with that, I, you know, we can cut this one uh, a little short today because there's not a ton to track, but. Just know over these next couple of weeks as that data gets closer and closer, we're definitely going to have to watch. And 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 one other piece of the puzzle, believe it or not, and, and I think that this could be a nice closing point, Jeremy, is that even though things have cooled, asterisk, you know, water temperatures down in um down in the Florida Keys and in much of the Atlantic basin are way above average. I mean, it's 89 still in the Keys, for goodness sake. 
Yeah, and you were mentioning that a lot of those temperatures were hitting upper 90s around 100 degrees. That's like absolute peak of daytime heating. Then at night they drift back again, and then they come back up into the 90s. Right. Is that usually how it plays out? Yeah, yeah, and they're measured five five feet below the the surface. And and so, I mean, that's just just remarkable. There's a big... coral bleaching event sadly that's happening down there an ecological problem but but in terms of hurricane season once we start getting systems moving into these areas as the saharan dust count drops as the wind shear maybe plays out a little more favorably you know that is jet fuel and that's going to be a concern certainly these next few weeks yeah, in our water temperatures here that i'm looking at right now have been fluctuating about 85 to 87 degrees we've had uh, quite a few thunderstorm complexes. Another one uh, was just off uh, the southeast coastline last night, so that churns the water up a bit. But we've been holding pretty consistent now into the mid-80s, and if you're 80 degrees or warmer, that is uh, definitely uh, prime for tropical development if you get a system out there. So water temperatures are not the issue. Yeah. Uh, maybe getting some of these lows uh, in the correct positions is an issue, and then um, some wind shear uh, could play a role as well. So... Uh, lots going on, lots to think about. And again, it's not just water temperatures. Uh, so can't just forecast off that. No, it's the, it's the whole kit and the caboodle. So we'll be tracking. We'll be keeping you up to date. And uh, for now, happy to say there are no threats to your area, no threats to my area or anybody in the United States. Yep. Continue your vacations for now as planned. Yeah. Anyone. Very good. All right. Listen, have a great one. Thank you all for hanging out with us from sunny and tropical weather-free Central Florida. I'm WESH 2 meteorologist Eric Burris. And I'm WJCL 22 Chief Meteorologist Jeremy Nelson. Have a good one, you guys. See ya.